This week on the BAMCast. Our memory for podcasts is better than Duke Williams. One star, Caps Shield. All right, and welcome to the BAMCast. Hey, oh my God, welcome. BAMCast. Yeah, season two. Yeah. Hooray, season two begins. Season two, episode one. S2E1. Also, also known as episode four and one. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're keeping it. We're keeping the big numbers because we like them, but yeah, really we're on season two now. So welcome. Right. And we've replaced Chuck with a monkey. True. Mm-hmm. But I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Monkey. <laughs> and what we do each and every episode of this here BAMCast is... We go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. You go one to five jocks and then robot jocks! Robot jocks! Hey. However, oh. there are bad bad movies. This is stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags is in giant bags of trash. Boo! That they are. Yeah, smelly, liquidy garbage. Mm-hmm. And then in the third half, we let the monkey play the drums. Cool! <laughs> All right, I didn't know about that. I think how Chuck this episode suddenly feels like that man who who traveled through time and came back five seconds too late. Uh huh. So yeah. he's out of phase with the rest Just of slightly us. Slightly out of phase. I'm not quite sure what's happening. Neither am I. So welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so to kick off season two, we yeah. did we did a part two of yeah. our previous movie that we covered uh, in 1979's uh, Captain America Two: Death Too Soon. Yeah. Never too young to die. Mm. That's not the same. Mm. But he does have but, a star. But it is technically And he drives correct. through a grove. But yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Red, 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 Red Brown's back. Um, Yay! All, all that. Uh, let's get it. Saratoga, Blake. <laughs> Saratoga! <laughs> um, or apparently we, we forgot how to do this and <laughs> for season two. Season two, we're just making it yeah, up. Whatever we want to do. New yeah. rules. No rules. Just right. Yeah. <laughs> Easy there. Are we still doing plot summary? Should we do those still? Yeah, yeah. you can do it. I'll let you do one. Right. Yeah, Since I'm in charge now. do one this time. The star... <laughs> It's season two. We just interrupt each other constantly. <laughs> the star-spangled hero must battle a villain's plan to poison America with a chemical that horrifically accelerates the aging process. Horrifically. 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 That's terrible. That's <laughs> terrible. Oh, no. So new rules. We rate it first. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh. And well. then we just leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really short episodes. Yeah. They're, they're micro-podcasts. Microcasts. It's like microtransactions, only they cost you less. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah. Um, so yeah. this thing, Red Brown, Red Brown, Red Brown, Red Brown, Red Brown, Red Brown, 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 Red Brown is back, uh, and the villain uh, from the the plot summary is Christopher Lee. Right, he is also back. Yeah, as Miguel. <laughs> he's be- was he even the first one. Wait, no, no, he's back on the band. Oh, cast. okay. I was like, I don't remember Christopher Lee being in the first one. No, he fought Captain Invincible, and now he fights Captain America. Uh, Except he doesn't fight him at all. Not <laughs> really. No. Talks to him on the phone once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, otherwise, it's most of the same cast is back in the in the background. People they replaced the lady. Oh, the, the lady in the lab guy. is a different lady now. It's okay. Connie Selica from the Greatest American Hero and Hotel. All right. <laughs> Hotel. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that creepy IMDb summary, <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> you are quite welcome. That's my Hotel. shtick for yeah. season two. <laughs> creepy facts she was a guy. Silk <laughs> stocking. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. f- 
fuck. I don't know. Let's just talk about this. Movie. Okay, let's let's just jump <laughs> right, right in. Uh, Captain America. He's he's painting pictures. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we already deviated from proper Captain America in yeah. the first one, in that he's a California guy driving a sweet van around, mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. Um, nowhere near Brooklyn or anything Captain America yeah. related. No. Um, but yeah, he's continuing to live that skateball life out in California, just hanging out with a sweet van. And God, he goes to Skateball City. I mean, he really does. <laughs> he just goes to Beachtown, yeah. USA, and it's just frisbees and jean shorts. And, yeah, yeah. Nobody's wearing a fucking shirt. <laughs> no, not really. And you don't uh, need a yeah. shirt so, when you're on roller skates. Th- after like the long like credit sequence where he's driving through to get to where he's going, it's it, 25 minutes yeah, of credit sequence. It, by the way. So it it settles on this beach community and it is just giving you the flavor of this beach community just panning through. And it's one of those things that like if this was a modern movie, it would be the 30 seconds before a nuke goes off because it is just showing like how nice everything is mm-hmm. and how everyone's just having fun. And just, you know, guy skates by with a with a ghetto blaster and yeah. just is just and, and everyone's enjoying the music and dancing and it keeps panning over and it gets to Captain America who is literally just painting a picture of an old lady. <laughs> yes, the old lady is well, sketching posing a picture. For him. Yes. He's yeah, he's just got an easel set up in the in the middle of the park. Yeah. Little old Aunt May looking lady is sitting there getting her well, original Aunt May, not <laughs> hot Aunt May that we have now. <laughs> right. Um I don't know if Aunt May got hot or if we just got older. I haven't figured that out yet. I, I'm not sure. No, she got hot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but, but no, and, he's, he's and, not doing any of the, you know, like man, what what awesome California extreme adventures is Captain America up to in this hot banging town? And no, he's nope. fucking sketching pictures of old ladies. Yeah, and fr- uh, <laughs> Ultimate Frisbee gets a little out of control, and mm-hmm. a guy goes diving forward towards the ladies, so which he stands up and like blocks blocks him out of the way with yep. his Captain America powers, and then mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, I thought it was a terrible mugger. We have this problem here." And he's like, "Really?" And she's like, yeah, roving gangs are stealing all our pension checks, but <laughs> yeah. as soon as we cash them, as soon as we cash <laughs> our social <laughs> security, yep." These thugs take it. Yeah, take and she's it. like, "Well, have you cashed your uh, pension check this month?" And she's like, "No, I haven't." He's like, "I want you to do that." Yeah, yeah. please do. I want to watch you get. And I don't know why, but little old lady basically goes to a bodega to catch her cash yeah. her check. And the gang is just all right there, mm-hmm. and one of them just gives the signal for, "I got well, this." She cashes her check and then immediately goes down a back alley. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's the middle of the day, mm-hmm. and every California fuckhead is out doing whatever dumb california thing they're doing just hacky sacking and you know just mm-hmm. pushing babies in strollers and having a good time but this one lady is being followed by a street tough mm-hmm. yep Ooh, a tough and yeah, then they snatch her purse and he takes like not off after reb brown has driven his sweet van yeah, right. into the parking lot yeah. like creepily stalking old mm-hmm. lady mm-hmm. as yeah. he's doing and, it. and we know what's coming because we saw the first captain america mm-hmm. and we did so purse snatching happens guy takes off on foot um, and he explodes out of the back of the van as he's wont to do in mm-hmm. his Captain yep. America motorcycle. He sure does. And uh, he chases that guy down and grabs the purse. Or, or the the dude is going to throw the purse to a dude. another guy in riding, a dune buggy, riding by in a dune buggy. Uh, Captain America intercepts that pass, mm-hmm. and the guy in the dude buggy buggy is like concern it, you know, and just starts driving down the beach. Well, he takes out the the guy that like he knocks out the guy that took the purse and i think does he go back and give the purse back and then go chase after yes because he, he gives like, the purse back first for some reason yes. he, he takes his motorcycle back parks the motorcycle gives the purse back and then takes off after the dune buggy on foot oh but first before that he is about to get in a fight 
hmm. with the uh, with the first street tough. Oh right, who yeah. pulls a knife and Captain America pulls a shield and <laughs> whiffs the shield over yes. the tough's head. And uh, the tough is like, the tough is like <laughs> you, you fucking idiot, you dope. Um, and then the the shield boomerangs back and clocks him uh, very slowly in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love that Captain America's shield is this clear plexiglass thing that is basically the front windscreen of his bike. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just yoinks it off when he needs it. Yep, but it flies in slow motion whenever he throws it. It's yep. it's real bad. It just God, it looks like the cheapest goddamn thing ever. Well, later when he's using it to fight some creatures, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's real bendy and, and not very sturdy. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. Yeah. It looks like like the top of one of those stand up cylindrical drink coolers from the convenience store. Yes, looks like they just snatched <laughs> one of those and painted a star yeah, on it. I think it's made out of value premium. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, Dune buggy guys like ah, cheese it. So he just mm-hmm. starts driving down the beach and he just keeps looking over his shoulder. And eventually, Captain America is just, you know, lethal weaponing down the beach mm-hmm. at him. Mm-hmm. The movie speeds yeah, up to yeah, make speed it look up. like he's fast. Yeah. And he just kind of catches up to the guy and goes, yoink! Yep. I, I just love the poor choice on the filmmaker's part to film him in front of waves. Yes. Like, let's speed him up as he runs, but let's show the waves in the background as we do it. So, yeah, it looks yeah. like he's he's altering time and going Not as so fast good. as he can. Yeah. Yes. But yes, he yoinks that dude out of, the, out of the sand buggy, the dune buggy. And the dune buggy mows over a bunch of children. And, <laughs> it does, yes. But no. at least he caught that guy. <laughs> and it, it was, that was the death too soon. <laughs> yes, all they those do, children. They do make a point to show the dune buggy slowly turning into the sea. <laughs> yes. As if to return from whence mm-hmm. it came. Yes. <laughs> it did. It went to be back with its people. Right, yes. Well, no one ever buys a dune buggy. You just, you just, you just, just find one. one. You just like, pull oh, one man. out of this. They're like shark's teeth. Like, yeah. Oh, I found a dune buggy. Yeah. You just yeah. pluck one out of the sea yeah. and ride it off 20 years the later, do with the, with they the just, metal detector is going to be like, fucking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> dune buggy. I mean, they just they show up on your beach, and if you keep feeding them, they eventually yeah, right. stick around. Yeah. Yeah. They follow you and home. And then you've got a dune buggy. you got to drive it. Flock of dune buggies driving around your blanket. these Canadian dune buggies that you get. Yep. Yeah, the dune buggies all drive south for the winter. And... Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I, I guess buggy. this is when we're introduced to the actual plot. Sort of like he, he talks this guy down. Like, I'm gonna, he, before you go to prison, you're going to tell me all the name. Basically, the old lady yeah. purse snatching plot is foiled yeah. by him. He's like, first of all, you're never going to rob old ladies again. He's like, yeah, deal. And then he's like, now tell me everyone in your gang. And the guy goes, ah, uh. and then just cut away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, I don't know how does. Do we see Christopher Lee? Like, probably. Uh, I think we go straight to like a shot of the prison. Yeah, it's like this real sinister. Like, ooh, it's a prison. You're like, yes, and yeah, and, and then it's just like, here's another shot of the prison. You're like, uh huh, and then here's another one. And you're like, okay, guys, and yeah, then it's prison. It's just Christopher Lee walking through a prison. Yeah, yeah, and doing stuff. He's basically like, he's, he's oh, behind no, we, a desk no, no, no. most of the time. <clears throat> we didn't see him first because the the main guy who works in Captain America Bureau uh-huh. goes to a lab and he's just like open this lab. Oh right, yeah. And some assistant is like he doesn't want to be disturbed, and then they tell the security to blow the door. And Which is pretty cool. They have like a coin slot for blowing the door open. Yeah, they just kind of push, you know, flip this open and <laughs> do a thing. Apparently they run into this a lot. <laughs> yeah, just put a nickel in there and yeah. blow the door. <laughs> Man. Yeah. But Oh, it's a nickel blodian. Yeah. <laughs> God, that is good. Wow. That is, uh, yeah. that is satisfied. I set him up. Satisfied. <laughs> um, yeah, so they they get in there and the lab is ransacked and... 
they the dude main dude looks around and he get, he finds some glass and it's got some letters written on it which he shows to Reb Brown he's like see he started to write us a note it says M I G U so that must Miku. mean it's Miguel. That's that that's, new rap band that all the kids that, like. That's the one that makes all the shitty toys, in, right? Yes. <laughs> like me, that that, me, that yeah. would have made the toys for this. Yes, yeah. probably. <laughs> the Migu. Um, but yeah, and then they just immediately start hyping the fuck out of Miguel. They're like, mm-hmm. well, it must be Miguel. You know, he did all these things. He's murdered <laughs> thousands and thousands of people at various events across the world. <laughs> the most threatening man in the world. And oh, now this, he's this here. Miguel, this guy has this guy's rap sheet down. Yeah. He's like, yeah, oh. yeah. I've been trying to pin everything on Miguel. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that's when they cut to Christopher Lee just in a suit walking through this prison, going to an office, and guy comes in and is just like, yeah, we're not meeting our quota, sir, on things, you know, and it's just, it's weird paperwork shenanigans and going to talk to a scientist and just mm-hmm. tell him to work faster. And he doesn't really, does he eventually explain that he's taken over this prison? Like is a part of the is, yeah well, because yeah, he says like they'll, they'll never think to look for us in this prison yeah yeah basically his his grand plan was he found a prison that was supposed to get a new warden mm-hmm. and they basically just pretended to be yeah captured warden. or killed that guy yeah. and then he was just like I'm the new warden and everyone's like cool yeah because there's a there's a guard in there with the scientist guy and he's just like ah don't worry Miguel I'll make sure he does stuff and they're like you need to not say Miguel you need to say warden whatever because otherwise we'll get caught and. Christopher Lee is just he's like we're not getting caught it's never gonna happen (laughs) it won't happen yeah why would they look for bad guys in a prison right and it's so weird because he gives he starts giving this speech where the camera's kind of pushing in on him where he's just like tell me who would expect to look for me Miguel in a prison such as this you know and it's that about to launch into a damn musical yeah but it's like at that moment, the movie is supposed to cut, and then Captain America is outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But it doesn't do that. Um, it just launches into an hour of absurd, who-the-fuck-cares plot, where <laughs> Captain America goes to a small town, hangs and, out there for a well, while. I mean, because. Uh, well, I mean, he shows up in, like, well, Belleville or he, something? He yeah. fought, like, all right, he goes to a dock first. He, yeah, they, he, they're like, I, the... the Drugs that Miguel wants come from Ecuador, mm-hmm. and this yes. port just got a shipment from Ecuador. So yeah, he goes and finds some powder and fucks up a couple of guys there. Okay, some dock workers are doing dock worker <laughs> yeah. things, and he so he launches out of the back of his van, plows through a, a bunch of stacked boxes, mm-hmm. leading to at least two broken necks where dudes fall off whatever they were doing. Another dude makes the mistake of attacking him with a forklift, and he just dumps that guy out of the forklift and uh he he fights this one guy for a while this one poor dock worker who's just like i'm just doing my job Mm -hmm. um and then eventually he gets to the boxes rips them open punches through the boxes inside the container and just like sweet drugs and he he puts one down the front of his pants because he's gonna (laughs) fucking get on the horse later and then you see Connie Selica pull up in her Trans Am outside for some reason. It's a bitch in Trans Am. And then this just bag of drugs comes flying over the wall. Yep. Lands would, in her passenger seat. I would have rather see Connie Trans Am pull up in her Selica. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yes. So 
she, just the drugs land perfectly in her yeah. passenger seat, and she's just like, "Yep, yeah, all right." Trump nice. was right; he was. That's what they're going to do. It just it's you have throw to, him over. You have to build the wall bigger and transparent. <laughs> Otherwise, the drugs. They're just going to throw him over like Captain America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly like. But yes, yeah, so, and then there's some labbing that happens where they're there like, some labbing. They're like, <laughs> we have these finger. Painting things that are supposed to be they have whatever. like these four colors. Sure, <laughs> just yeah. finger paint smears on a piece of paper, and they're like these match. Yep. This movie has so many like Batman sixty six stinger type things in it. Yeah. I expected every piece of lab equipment to be meticulously labeled above it. No, and I but was they very just disappointed. have dumb names. No, they just have nothing. The they have nothing. Spectro analyzer and the mm-hmm. you know the. Photon spectrometer and everything. Yeah. And you have like two pieces of equipment, but they all get weird, crazy yeah. names. But they but they science for a bit before they he do. goes to the small town. That's true. And the second he shows up, well, he follows the guy mm-hmm. that's he supposed to be delivering the this stuff. They, yes. they follow the delivery. And that's what leads him to this small town. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, well, I'm not going to like. Yeah, because he, or- he hides at the pier, mm-hmm. watches the guys who come pick up the rest of the drugs. Right. Follows them. There's some weird checkpoint to where they throw the drugs out of the car mm-hmm. and then keep driving into this town. Yep. So he, he, f- he follows the person in the town because he doesn't know they made the, the right. handoff or the drop mm-hmm. or whatever. And then he's just like, all right, I guess I'm going to case this joint, which means I'm going to sit in the middle of the town square and paint a cat. Yeah, there's a cat here, so I'm going to paint it. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it's his cat. Is it? Heathcliff. Okay. So he says the cat's chilling on his on his car seat later on. I wonder if he I got he, it. From, I think he just took it. I wonder if he got it from the bodega from the beginning of the movie where the old lady cast her mm, check. Probably did. Yeah, That's where you get a free cat. Yeah. But um, um, anyway, he's just sketching this cat, and then some dude. No, show he's up. full on painting. Well, this sorry, cat. this one. Yes, he's painting the cat. Yeah. And dudes show up and are basically like, "Hey, you're a stranger. We don't like you. We don't take kindly to strangers around here." What are you doing? He's like, "I'm painting a cat." Yeah. Like, all right, well, that's cool. No, well, get he, out. They actually say, like, why are you painting the cat here? And he says, this is where the cat is. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, listen, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that's too clever for this town. <laughs> you, we're going to whip your ass. Yeah. Boy. So they they kind of surround and intimidate him. And the main dude, like, dips a, a brush in his paint and just paints, like, black rim gra- glasses on the cat. Well, because they were like, do you see clearly that you should yeah. leave now? He's like, your cat can see now. Yeah, now your cat's got 20-20 like, vision. He's like, oh, I do too now, yeah. so I'll pack up my stuff and Sorry, go. Sorry, I'll go. And they're like, okay, well, good. And he doesn't leave at all. No. He just he starts exploring around the town. Um, basically, he sees a bunch of people lined up at the vet's office. And then is like, the hell's going on here? It just kind of casually strolls He's by. He's like, well, I got a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's investigate mm-hmm. this. And so he starts talking to a random young kid that comes out of it and then mm-hmm. starts talking to his mom, who's basically doing the same. Like, you don't need to be here. Maybe you should go see the vet in like Greenville or Greendale yeah. or whatever the hell yeah, it was. Greendale. Let's just say Greendale. <laughs> yeah. And um, and it's like, OK, but I, I just kind of want to see the cat. You know, everyone's basically doing the get out stranger yeah. thing. You know, like, look, we don't take kindly bullshit, to strangers yeah. and fuck your cat. So please just go. So then he waits a little while and takes the cat into the vet anyway. And this guy is very obviously not a vet because he's like, I don't know how to handle an animal. And also he gives him like, I think he broke his something, something, which he explains later is a type of beetle. Yeah, he says catabolism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or he says something and the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it might just be sprained. You should but, probably take him to Greendale. <laughs> yeah, the animal hospital up in Greendale. Yeah, they, they'll treat him better. I don't, I don't know. I, the cat doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meanwhile, like as the guy is pretending to kind of look at the cat, 
Reb Brown is just poking at everything in the office, like picking up the drugs and like yeah. needles and stuff. And he's like, well, check this out. And he's just looking for pills. Yeah. Yeah. He just, you know, he just wants the horse tranquilizers. They're for my swole. cat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, eventually he's just like, all right, doc, I'll, I'll see you around. Just give me my cat. And he leaves and the guy immediately goes and grabs like a medical dictionary and looks up whatever the word is. <laughs> Doesn't reveal what it is, but he slams the book closed. And it's just like, son of a. So. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, just kind of keeps driving around. And yeah, then I was going to say a whole bunch of bullshit for the rest of the second act, which basically involves him continually kind of stalking the mother lady from earlier. Yeah, because he asked um, the the kid was obviously not on the whole like we got to get the stranger out of town. The kid was being friendly mm-hmm. and he was like, hey, kid, you want to come help me? learn about the town or whatever yeah. the mom's like no no the kid needs to work the farm where i live that's not happening he's so. got his chores yeah also yeah. stranger danger yeah well, sure he's not gonna go in your sweet van hey, with no window in the 70s man you just got in vans you just if you saw a van Explains and it was a lot sweet, about you, Chuck. You, just, you just get in it um yeah that's okay you can let these repressed memories go oh my god <laughs> everything suddenly makes sense yeah uh <laughs> but then the guys that threaten him well the two guys that, or three guys that uh, threatened him earlier show up with about three more dudes and uh, are basically like, Hey, thought you were going to leave. And he's like, Oh yeah, I just kind of stopped for a little bit. And they basically come up with baseball bats now and start whacking at his legs and, you know, whacking, whacking. whacking. Yeah. He's not very captain America ish, right? About no, that. he's no. real bad at all of this. Yeah. And, but all right. So I, I know we've already established that this isn't following any kind of actual captain America canon, yeah. but like, the other thing they're doing is, for some reason, they're doing the secret identity thing, which Captain America was never remotely had a secret identity. Like, yeah. everyone was like, Steve Rogers is Captain America. Like, yeah. straight up, everybody knows this. But, like, mm-hmm. th- this whole fight is like, oh, I can't reveal that I can actually whip all their asses really bad. Yeah, except, this, is, this except, is a long stretch of no Captain America. Except then he does, because he's just like, you know what? I told you to stop. Oh, no. He's like, let me go get my stuff. And they're walking him to the... Yeah hostile or whatever that he stayed in they and, keep poking him with the baseball bat and he's like can you stop that and the yeah. guy does it again I, I asked you to stop that and third guy does it and he's like three strikes and you're out and just starts whipping their ass mm-hmm. and swings them around and throws them into shit and then starts like he like uses super jumps strength to like jump up onto this balcony and then the guys all run up after him and then he basically just jumps back down and goes whack and like takes <laughs> out the support <laughs> beams of this thing so yep. it just falls and all these dudes collapse on each other and mm-hmm. and then he wins but he managed to rip his shirt yes um, in a manly fashion in a manly in a very fashion. captain kirk fashion yeah of just i have fought the gorn yeah <laughs> now <laughs> so yeah and that's when like lady rolls back up and she's just like oh you have a, 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 yeah. a spot of blood on your lip please come home with me and i will look at your you. red brown pecs <laughs> please come yes, home with me they now. are exposed yeah i would like to rub brown come <laughs> home with me <laughs> So they go to her house and he's, you know, he, they do the iodine thing on the cut and he's like, ow, it stings. And she's I like, think it was peroxide, but yes, okay. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's just like, I have a shirt in the other room, my dead spouse shirt. And it he's was- like, oh, yeah, sweet. And then just takes his shirt off and is just standing there in the kitchen like, check me out. And she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> and he puts the shirt on and he's like, oh, your kid's out doing chores. And she's like, I'm going to make lunch. And, and he's like, great. I'm going to go help your kid. 
So he goes out and gets information from the kid. Mm-hmm. The the only notable thing about this scene is that you can clearly see the wireless mic in the kid's back pocket. It's really bizarre. Like when at first I was like, this is 79. Do we have walk bands? I mean, you might have a portable radio. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, that's the mic transmitter. Just clearly hanging out the back of his pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, but then uh, the kid goes around the corner. <laughs> like he's like, all right, I got to go do this. And she's like, all right, Red Brown, do you want a sandwich? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'll take a sandwich. I and do. the kid goes around the corner and goes, oh, my God. And they run around the corner and it's his pet sheep. Yes. Which has died of old age. <laughs> dead. Yes. yes. Dead sheep. And the mom's like, uh, that's not your sheep, kid. He's like, no, the leg was cut because he got hit, caught on the fence last week. And she's like, no, nah, not really. Nah, he ran away. And then spooky old man shows up. It's one of the farmhands, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, and he's just like, what's going on here, kid? And the kid's like, that's my sheep. And he's like, roger that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then leaves. And then got my sag card. See you later. <laughs> at some point, he gets he calls Christopher Lee and is like, there's a guy here asking a million questions. And there's a dead old sheep here. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lee is like, we cannot let this stand. Yeah, he's like, do you think he believes the <laughs> child's story? He's like, traveling artists are not this smart and inquisitive. <laughs> and I was like, hey, wait a minute. You're not traveling, though. I am not. So I yeah. guess the smart artists stay in one place. <laughs> yeah, you're more dribbling. Well, yeah. smartest. Uh, <laughs> eh. um, back and forth during all this, they're going back to Captain America headquarters or whatever. And at one point, Christopher Lee has been like, well, no one's paying attention to me. Threaten the president. So <laughs> someone from the president's office shows up and is just hanging out there doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I just love that this guy is like, yeah, you scientists use all your science and yeah. you get solid answers. And that's not how <laughs> politics works. Yeah, it's much more complicated than that. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, uh-huh. this huh. is interesting. Yeah. For two. Yeah. But so they've they've like figured I, out the aging thing. And I, they, I would like to point out that like Christopher Christopher Lee is asking for a billion dollars. Yes, a billion. Which that's progressive. In 1979. Yeah, that's, that's like more money than was in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but he's asking for that, and then they're all like, mm, "Nah, yeah, like, <laughs> like we're not de- we're a standard answer. We're not dealing with terrorists. Yeah. All that like." You know, we're calling your bluff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, what they do, what he does to prove that the stuff works is he sends them a uh, a leopard, or not a leopard. What it's just a, a lion, a, a mountain lion, mountain lion. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a they it's call a it a, they call it a lion, but a yes, it's a mountain mountain lion. I gotta go. It, it's it's all the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a it's big all, cat. It's all yeah. the same cat. Yeah, but it, but they send a little baby one yeah. that's been infected with whatever it is, mm-hmm. and and he says that the the a personal age. Yeah, I don't even uh, what think is we've it? established what the plot of this movie yeah, is. Yeah, it's it's he's basically he's called, developed he, a serum that will age people quickly. Well, he sold he he stole that scientist from that dude's lab. That mm-hmm. scientist was trying to create uh, uh, a de aging a de aging thing so that people wouldn't age. Mm-hmm. But in order to create something that makes you not age, you first have to make something that ages you way yeah, fast he's because this dumb fucker, dumb. Yeah, <laughs> so. That's what's happened. So that's this what they ju- have. This Jurassic Park motherfucker. They have like the ridiculous. They have the ridiculous rapid aging death serum. And then they have the antidote, which just makes everything OK again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So was the antidote the but, thing you would take to stop the aging? Yes. OK. The antidote. But yeah, stops it was the, the rapid aging bomb. I seem to remember <laughs> them saying it would age you like 38, 38 days 30, every hour. Yes. So. So they said like, oh, but so in a couple of weeks, you'll be 70 years old. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like sure. that. And they've they've sent them this cat. This yeah. well, they sent them that, and cat. also when they turn them down the billion dollars, 
Christopher Lee calls in a crop duster he does. to the city of Portland. Yes. And it's just somewhere. Parts all Portland over. somewhere. Yep. Maybe Oregon. Um, and yeah, they, they crop dust Portland with well, this stuff. Well, right, they chemtrail that city. <laughs> well, they, they chemtrail the word smile. Yes. And to which everyone's yeah. like, oh, I haven't seen a skywriter. Yeah. In- Including Reed Richards. Yeah. From the Alex, Roger Corman yeah. Fantastic Four uh, movie. Alex Hyde, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's out. There's a lady out there who's just like, it says smile. And he's like, yeah, you should smile. That You'd be pretty. And and then. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 70s and I'm super patronizing. And she's like, yeah. yeah. And then like the, the they're like, I've never seen skywriting break up like that before. And it, it, that's exactly how it breaks up. Yeah. But it's just all the smoke just yeah. w- sinks down to the city. And I've then never she's seen like, skywriting poison all of us before. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. like, it smells good. It Smell smells it. Real good. And then so this lady, this henchman lady gets on the CB radio in the back of the plane and just is like, breaker, breaker. We just killed all you with rapid aging. Call yeah. your government and say, we want the <laughs> we yeah. want the antidote. Bye. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. And then. That's it for Portland until yeah. that gets resolved. So, so they've got the cougar in the lab. Mm-hmm. It's happened in Portland. And then they're like, because we refused it the first time, it's now two, $2 yeah, billion. $2 dollars. billion. <laughs> yep. and, Twice and money that nobody has. And the, the cougar's world. like full size now. Yeah, it is also full size. There was a kitten size, in yeah. the scene earlier. But they've, um, they've called the... Which the, we should note, like Connie Selica is having to hold on to this, <laughs> this cougar that's like... Yeah. I mean, oh, it, is, it is like, I am a ferocious beast. Yeah. Let me go. <laughs> Maybe. And she's the just like, baby oh, you're one, cute. The cub, yeah. Yes. They eventually put it... Well, no, they have it out at one point. They must have drugged mm. the fuck out of it on the table. Oh, yeah. But then they have to put it in a cage because it's pissed because yeah. it's old. <laughs> um, but they, uh, Christopher Lee calls the president's henchman guy mm-hmm. and says, we've left you a tiny sample of antidote in your hotel room. Mm-hmm. So they go get it. Yeah, and they try to science it, you know, to replicate it. And they're like, we can't science it. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, well, the only thing we could do is human trials. And they're like, should we do some animal trials first? They're like, no time, no time. And like, like, meanwhile, the fucking cougar puma is in the yeah. background, just rawr, and no one is like tested on that thing. <laughs> but it's just, I'm guessing that they wouldn't like immediately see a result in the. To know, I, I guess, but they're just like, okay, Connie Salica, you take this stuff and you go to yeah. Portland right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she takes it on the plane. She mm-hmm. does take it, it on the plane. She gets to Portland, and then they get to the. She gets to the hospital, and she also takes it on the plane. Oh yeah, she shoots it. She has. She she, has like an extended okay. like Pulp Fiction montage yeah. on the goddamn but, okay, plane. Okay, it's not just a plane. It's fucking Air Force it, it One true. for some Air reason. Completely empty except for Connie Selica, who's just chilling in the seat. It's not Air Force One because any plane the president's on is Air Force One. That's fine. That's true. Okay, so but anyway, it's hair in Force One. There it is. But she's, a stretch, but you made yeah, it. Air she's Horse just, one. No, it's plane spotting. <laughs> she's just chilling on the plane and just, just, just now's the time to inject this, I guess, on the plane, because that's the most scientific way to test this. Mm-hmm. I guess she's fine because she gets yeah. to this hospital where they're like, you, you wouldn't, you won't believe this. We got two. We got a pair of twins. Yep. They're in perfect health, except for this rapid aging disease <laughs> yeah. that they've been bombed with. And this is going to be fantastic. These kids are her test case. Yeah. Like, she's literally, yeah. she's like, all right, which one's uglier? Yeah. We'll give the serum to the pretty one. Both of those kids were yeah, ugly to start kid, with. Those, yeah. those kids are the were, ugliest fucking children yeah. I've yeah. ever so seen. She's like, those right. kids they didn't deserve were. to be saved because they were fucking ugly. Yeah. And she's like, all right, let's test it on this one. It's yep. going to be real cool because your twin is going to be a month older than you. Ha ha. Uh, yeah, your twin's going to die and you're going to live. Yeah. So, Isn't that cool, kid? It apparently works. 
And, yes. then, and then they just kind of hang out for a little while because we got to go baby back to The baby that got it. the injection is still ugly as fucking sin. Yeah. It is literally the ugliest baby. <laughs> but uh, so the, yeah. back in Red Brown world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Christopher Lee has been like, no traveling artist is that smart. Get him. So all uh, the the cops take him in, basically, mm-hmm. because as they they say, he assaulted five dudes. Right. And he's like, I assaulted five dudes. And the sheriff is like, yep. Yep. Bye. <laughs> shuts the door. And then so like the henchmen are told to go take him out. Yeah. Just straight up kill him. So they come back and they walk to the cell and they're like, uh, sheriff. And then they look out into the cell and the bars are bent for the window. Right. And yeah, they look at him. The, for, it's the old school. Like you have an actual window with just bars covering yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like it's the fucking old West. Yes. No window. It's just an empty hole with, you mm-hmm. know. And they're like, there's no marks on it. How did that happen? So they kind of peek out and they see <laughs> Captain America ride by on his motorcycle <laughs> and they say, Captain America broke out Steve Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're escaping. <laughs> Maybe he's yeah. not really trying that hard. People are just <laughs> fucking stupid in this world. No, he does like he even like pulls that with the the, oh, the yeah, farmer he does, lady. He's he like, I've got a friend that yeah. really yeah. looks out for me or yeah. whatever. But yeah, he goes back to her house, basically, you know, that alley's free. Because I don't this doesn't really set up a action sequence, I don't think, right? They just No, it Captain does America. because he's Captain America now. This leads to the this leads to the damn chase. The Jeep Oh yeah. The squadron Jeeps come oh, after yeah, him. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So like he's being chased by four Jeeps and they call in four more Jeeps coming the other right, way on the right. highway. Yep, yep. And they've got him trapped on a dam. So he just suicides off the dam. Like he does a wheelie and then continues to kind of wheelie sideways and then this little toy model falls over the dam into the water mm-hmm. and you see him for like half a second in a pool somewhere, you know, kind of swimming. Mm-hmm. And the dudes who were shooting at him are like, well, no one's going to survive that. that. And then Captain America is not in this movie. That's when like all this other stuff that we were yeah. talking about happened. So like Captain America is gone for 20, 25 minutes while all that other shit happened. Eventually, he's just the lady comes home and he is just standing in her kitchen. Like, totally fine. Like, she wouldn't have been surprised that he's totally fine. Yeah. But the audience is like, wait, what? Because we were like, this movie killed Captain America completely. And then he's kind of upset with her and is just like, you need to tell me everything. And then she does. Well, he's basically like, that was that was his sheep, right? And she's like, yes. Yeah. Fine. They tested it here. For, or he, well, he starts with, did you hear what they did in Portland? And he's like, and then she yeah. finally breaks out. I was like, they did it here first. Yeah. And then he kind of like, gets cur- all Saratoga Blade at her yeah. where he's just like, you need to tell me the truth, lady. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's like, they tested on all of us. And for half a second, you're thinking, like, is she really an eight year old girl? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. That was my Which, first thought. He's actually she's actually the kid's sister or something, yeah, something yeah. like that. But it's like this movie has not yet set up any kind of romantic anything between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So it's the perfect TV show foil to get him to not stick around. Right. For her to just be an actual eight-year-old girl or whatever, mm-hmm. but they don't go that direction. They don't. Um, but yeah, she basically confesses that, yeah, they gassed the whole town, but they cured the animals, but they didn't cure the people. Like They, they just give them boosters. Yeah, they were like giving them little tastes of slowing yeah. it down. They get so, like three So weeks. that's what the long line of the vet was, yeah. was they were doling out the part of the vaccine. Right. And so, you know, they've got him on the hook. And that's what's, that's what's making the scientist guy continue making the evil aging stuff mm-hmm. because he's being told that they will kill everyone in the town. Yeah. So that's, so, you know, essentially late in the second act, we finally have the whole plot finally spelled out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they do, they do a bunch of bullshit where it's just like, all right, we need to figure out where the doctor goes to get the drugs. And then they just like count his odometer and mm-hmm. 
he takes plant samples from his tire and they figure out basically that he's we like this weed it's from this area yeah. and then he went 42 or 43 miles yeah and also is that new tar i smell on the tire oh where, where are they patching the road and she's like over here and he's like it's got to be the prison yeah and she's like well they just got a new warden he's like that's it yeah let's go and his plan is Go to the prison, uh-huh. which we see that he, you know, he watches the um, vet guy go in to get the supplies. <laughs> he does, and then times it on his yeah, watch. <laughs> yeah, gets, pulls out the stopwatch. Is like I have twelve seconds. So he, Captain America, bikes through the front gate of the prison, which sets off. First of all, it's surprising to see the Captain America bike because that yeah. thing fell <laughs> off right, a goddamn uh-huh. dam. <laughs> yeah, it fell a damn long ways. Um, but yeah, so he explodes out of the back of the van again, and it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I guess the bike's okay. Yep. Or he had another one. Who knows? <laughs> But yeah, he and, and he, we don't know how many he's got in the back of that van. That's true. We never see the actual back of that yeah, it's van. Just a bike dispenser. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like a Pez dispenser. Just <laughs> you just the doors open and shoots out a bike. <laughs> That's why he has to explode out of the van. Yeah. Uh, it's a new bike every single time. Yeah, it just right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he not only does he explode through the front gate of the prison, which sets you know they set off every alarm. Mm-hmm. Then he drives through the inside. Yeah. <laughs> The first alarm is a fucking steam whistle. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> yes, quitting time, everybody. <laughs> and then it fades into a klaxon and several other beeping things. Like, mm-hmm. it's literally every alarm. It's yeah. the most mm-hmm. obnoxious. Yeah. Yes. But he drives his, like, these are small, like, not, you know, what is like ADA approved hallways. Like, these are 70s, like, tiny ass little hallways where yeah, barely two people could, like, go through. When when uh, Christopher Lee was walking down the hallway at the beginning, he had to squeeze by the cameraman. Yeah. That's how big these hallways are. They're not even big enough for two people. Right. And there's this dude driving a motorcycle down these like hallways. Full speed, which I, I was kind of starting to question, like, why are there no guards? Like, this, all the alarms are going off, and where are the guards? Oh, you never see guards or prisoners no. at this prison. Like, whatever this place is, you never. Like, I kept there expecting, are two. like. Yeah, but they're, like, they're, they're yeah. just on the perimeter wall. Like, that's it. There's, like, nobody inside. Yeah. But I kept figuring they were going to be like, we've got this army of prisoners who will fight Captain America, open all the cells, and now here come a bunch of dudes to fight Captain America. No. What the actual plan is, is that Christopher Lee tells his henchmen, go spray the dogs with the rapid aging d- thing so that they get super angry and super adulty. And then I don't un- get that. I don't unleash- get how that's supposed well, to work. If they had sprayed puppies, it would be one thing. Yeah. But they just they just have mean Dobermans in cages, and this guy sprays them and opens the cages. And then I mean, just getting sprayed in the face would make me annoyed, but maybe not like frothingly violent. <laughs> but then, like you know, Captain America goes into Christopher Lee's office and is like, "Huh, he's not here," and he just drives down another. Well, he wing. looks at a map. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. He looks and at a, at the prison map and just everything. goes. Over here, that's, that's where, where the lab will be. So he goes over there, and that's where the dogs are, and the dogs attack Captain America. Oh yeah, they're like, we smell Heathcliff. Yeah, and they're jumping all over. Him. We want to play, and he fends him off with the shield for a little bit. That shield, by the way, gets scratched to shit in oh, this scene. Yeah, it sure does. It like bends and folds. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like that. Sh- I was like, oh, that shield's not gonna make it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, he, he just, just he, he just, just closes the door behind the dogs, and it's like, all right, well, that was we're done with that. Mm-hmm. I think Reb Brown may be actually scared of dogs because he didn't look very comfortable yeah. in this no. scene. It was not. I I would not be comfortable. Those dogs were not yeah, they, happy. They were, they were pissed they, and they were, old. They were big. Yeah, <laughs> they were big dogs. Yeah, and they were jumping all up on him. But he looked like he was not prepared for this scene. Yeah. So he runs back outside, and this, this well, is, he, he finds the. He finds oh, the scientist. scientist guy. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, oh, they've taken all the stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, quick after that. Or he sees like on the monitor or they actually say like, 
warden so-and-so is leaving the prison. Yeah, yeah they, they, they announce, announce it to everyone. Warden so-and-so has left the prison. And then immediately after that, they're like, Captain America is in wing A. Yeah, that's <laughs> the other thing is like, this isn't Civil War. Like, Captain America is like a freaking yeah. criminal in this world. They're like, Captain America's in the prison, murder on sight. Right. So when he goes back outside, the couple of guards that are actually on the wall of the prison start shooting at him. Yes. And we see that he has stashed his bike like behind this crane, like behind, behind a fucking some, pallet. Yeah, like behind a pallet. He just propped up a pallet in front of it. You mm-hmm. can still see the uh, fucking America yeah. bike everything all over the place. And mm-hmm. he's just like, I'm going to go get my bike. <laughs> but he, he starts to ride it just a little bit and then like sees Christopher Lee leaving like on the other side of the prison somehow mm-hmm. and walks over to the wall with the bike, <laughs> picks the bike up and goes whoop and just throws it up onto the, the gangway of this yep. wall. And then does super, like, well, reverse shot, like, jump up onto this wall, jump on the bike, and start riding it on this tiny little gateway yep. thing that they have on this wall here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they think that they've got him. Mm-hmm. They do. But they don't. No. Because no, he, he, he air boosts off the side of the prison onto a sweet jump. He does. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then hits a button that turns his bike into a glider. Mm-hmm. Into a fucking hang glider. Yeah. A hang like, glider. It's a... It's an Inspector Gadget ass <laughs> fucking hang glider. It yep. is. It, it, we have an unfolding sequence, and it's connected to the bike. Mm-hmm. And then be prepared for twenty minutes of yep. this goddamn yes. hang glider. He rides a hang glider for twenty minutes. Yep. And slowly stalks Christopher Lee, who is driving away in a station wagon. Well, I could see him coming. He was a new sensation. <laughs> this is an intense scene. It sure is. The music tells you it is. Intense. The music is very loud, by the way. They maintain this intensity for 20 minutes. Yeah. It goes on a very long time. Eventually. Following uh, this station wagon. Yeah. And eventually, Captain America decides to land two miles behind Christopher Lee, even though he was hovering over him at one point. And can't catch up with this fucking, like, Chevy. No. Caprice fucking garbage like, Chevy. Yeah. Never catches up to him until Christopher Lee comes to literally comes to a barrier where there there is no more road and hops out and runs off into the woods. <laughs> I like that he gives it a pretty good tap too. Like he doesn't oh, really yeah. he doesn't really stop the car. He's just like yeah. Okay, I'm done. All right, I can't go any further. <laughs> and so then just takes off got, into the woods. So he ran away. The he packed up all of the antidote and all of the rapid aging mm-hmm. vials, and he's just got a big old briefcase and he's got an M16. Mm-hmm. And he's just running through the woods mm-hmm. yep. and Captain America eventually gets there and gives chase and starts doing he, you know, he has Captain America radar or whatever and just yeah, yells they out give him a spider hearing. sense. Yeah, he has this a noise happens whenever he's kept a um, Captain American. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it just goes off and you're like, wait, what did he do? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it goes off like when he jumps or when he punches somebody, but it yeah. also will just go off when he's looking and you're like, what? What's he? Yep. What's he seeing? It's a super hearing or supervision. Something. But he eventually what just. What's your elf I see, Captain America? He just yells out to Christopher Lee. He's like, uh, you're 20 yards north and 30 yards west of me. So there's no use running. I know exactly where you are. And Christopher Lee just takes a couple steps and just like. And then he, this is like the dumbest, like, like previous, like I, it was also dumb throwing the bike up onto the wall mm-hmm. of the prison, but it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. This is like he walks, they walk out, and they're both facing each other. Christopher Lee hasn't taken a single shot. No, he them. did. He did. He started oh. taking shots at first, Does and he? Captain okay. America goes whoop 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 and yeah. runs off, and you're like, the fuck is he going? Yeah. But then they just they're both in a clearing, and yeah, and then he just he throws his shield, does the intentionally miss thing again, and then. It just takes a long ass time, all all of which time Christopher Lee has the gun trained on him with mm-hmm. no shield, and then it comes back boomerang style, and he goes, 
dodge. He, well, and, and it just I wouldn't call it a dodge. He just kind of leans gingerly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like slow, slow ass dodge. And yeah. then it just it this thing just Frisbee flops at his feet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you didn't think a general that's fought in the jungle would fall for those boomerang shenanigans or something like that. <laughs> yes. And he's just like, oh, I guess not. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, it's still over. He's like, oh, is it? <laughs> and then mm-hmm. goes goes to take one final shot to which he sort of clumsily kicks the shield back up with his yeah. foot. That yeah. was that, you know, and then blocks the shot. And apparently that was the last shot in the gun because he's just like M16. He just throws it away. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, he did. To be fair, he had a one of those early like tiny magazines mm. in it. And he did. Like he did Digest? Reload. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about Reader's Digest size. Um <laughs> Maybe more like Archie comics. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he did reload. And so maybe his like five shots or whatever were all those magazines could handle. He was done. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just... But he did toss it aside. Yeah. Yeah. And then so Christopher Lee opens up the suitcase. Mm-hmm. Slowly. Like... Yeah. He's just like, hang on a second. He's an old man. <laughs> I mean, he's not an old, old man. <laughs> no. But Captain America could have just run over there and fucking chucked him with his shield. Yeah. But... Yeah. Nope. But so he just grabs one of the vials... And he's just like, suck on this, Captain America. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Eat grenades, stupid. <laughs> Goes to throw it, and Captain America throws his shield, 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 which shatters it in midair. Mm-hmm. And it hits. To which it just douses yeah, he Christopher just hits, Lee in the face. Yeah. And, and he gets this look like, you have dishonored oh, me. <laughs> and he's, I've been moistened by yeah. my own batards. And then he's like, oh, hell no. And attacks Captain America and starts choking him. Mm-hmm. But that lasts for about four seconds because he immediately gets arthritis because he's 110 <laughs> years old. Yep. And he just, go, he just, eh, you know, yeah. he's just. And his hair gets white yeah. and his, he gets wrinkly skin makeup. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, he eventually collapses and Captain America just kind of kicks him over with his foot. And it's a, you know, a hundred year old man. And he's like, yep. All right, then mm-hmm. the end. And so then like this helicopter that had a henchman and it was coming to pick up Christopher Lee lands. And Captain America is just standing there with the gun in one hand. He's just like, yeah, yeah. your boss is old, probably dead now. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't coming. <laughs> he said he died of old age waiting for you. Waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. Yeah. And then just like fade away from that to Captain America, his one of his buddies and the Captain America bike in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And they're just flying over Portland. And they're like, we don't have time to administer this to every single person. Just dump it. Yeah. Hope they got the message. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, hope the mayor got hope, the message out. I hope out. they all get the message. Just go about your lives yeah. as we douse you with just this stuff do whatever. that may we're, or may not get to you. We're just going to spill this dust. Stand under these chemtrails, suspicious Portland yeah. Portlandians. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It'll be fine. And they dump the stuff out. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to the lady. And, and I guess they mentioned that at some point they, that what he got on him only aged him a month. Yeah, sure. And they're like, ah, small price to pay for your country, eh, Steve? Yeah. And he's like, ha ha, yeah, America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they, they, he goes back to the lady and her yeah. kid and he's sketching her while she rides around on a horse. Mm-hmm. And he gives the kid a dog. And the kid's like, I didn't want a dog. Okay, thanks anyway. And then... Well, first off, he goes like... <laughs> I don't goes, want any more fucking pets, Captain America. <laughs> and Captain America's like, here's a pet. The first thing he does, he's like, hey, did you find a new pet after... You know, yeah. you're, you're, and he's like, too soon, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Not ready, Steve. <laughs> Death oh. too soon, Steve. <laughs> well, what about this dog I've got for you? And he's like, all right. <laughs> Doesn't he know you never give a pet as a gift? No. Ever. He's never coming back here. <laughs> uh. He's never coming back here. 
But yeah, it, he, he sentenced that dog to death. Yeah, pretty much. I just that mom's gonna put that dog to sleep. Where did he get like, the dog you don't need from? A fucking dog. Like, why did he just give him the, the cat? They gave. Well, they he they probably de-aged the dogs at the prison. <laughs> <laughs> no, Who those knows? dogs were dead. No, they got sprayed in the face with that stuff. No, they were, they're fine. They, they were dead. Trust me, they got dead in minutes. Those nah. dead. Those dogs Captain were America dead. Two, dogs. Dead in minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so he gets a dog that's going to be dead in two seconds. <laughs> and then he's just like, yep, totally sketching your mom. The end. <laughs> Bye. Mm-hmm. Credits. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's Captain America 2. Mm-hmm. Death too soon. It's a thing. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, no Stargrove. No. The Music's song from the first one is back. Yep. I like it. This music is... It's constant. It's constant. It's loud. Mm-hmm. It's also slightly distorted, like they over... Like, they cranked the gain up a little bit too far, and it was starting to crackle out. That's the transfer, I guarantee it. Ah, it's something. But it's just... It's it's too much. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of... Boom! Yeah, <laughs> the music composition composition itself is fine, uh-huh. but man, is it obnoxious, like, level-wise. It's just... That's just the uh, age. It's, it's so much. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just... Yeah. Ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, actual ratings. Yep. One bag. Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's like just, it. it's boring. It, like, it's just the problem I had with the other one. It's fucking boring. So... Yeah, and at least Red Brown is better in this one. In the first one, it was like he didn't even want to be Captain America. He was like the opposite of everything Captain America actually is. Mm-hmm. He was just like, oh, I don't he know. Had to be talked into yeah, it. Yeah, they had to like talk him into being Captain America. It's like, fuck you, dude. You're supposed <laughs> to be Captain America. But yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Captain I, America Blade. I mean, the only thing that that I really enjoyed was him chucking the bike up onto the top of the railing, and mm-hmm. that's not much. And you've probably seen that gif at some point somewhere. Yeah. Because I know I had seen that somewhere and I couldn't remember where. Is but. that Captain America lore? Is that canon? What? The hang glider bike? I doubt it. Oh. Nothing about this is... Well, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't is, know if that no. was something that he busted no, out. No, this is comics. like nothing. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Fine. In yeah. fact, actually, the cool Captain America doesn't even use fucking parachutes. He's just like... He just falls yeah. out of the sky. Well, he pretty much is like, I got the shield. I'm just going to break my fall with it. Hero landing. Just fucking go, yeah. yeah. Superhero okay. landing. But anyway, yeah, and, and that hang glider thing, like, I fell asleep, I had a few dreams, and then I woke <laughs> up, and the hang glider thing was still going on, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Okay. But one bag, just, I I didn't enjoy this at all. I don't have much of a differing opinion, I will just give it one jocks, because I, I don't know, I find both these movies, like, charming, despite, I mean, like, I'm, I'm a big Captain America nerd, and I don't care, like, I... I, I guess I'm just, I, I, I must just be missing that gene that gives a fuck if, like, somebody's adaptation is really dumb. Right. Like, I mean, to me, there's there there are, there's fundamental flaws, and then there's just, like, taking a little leeway with the character. Like, you know, I don't need it verbatim. Like, there's a difference between, like, having Superman kill, like, that's fundamentally wrong, or having vampires that don't have any vampire weaknesses mm-hmm. you know like these are fundamentally wrong things but like if you just do something slightly wacky with the character but kind of keep the basics i don't really give a shit and the, these movies are just dumb and stupid 70s and i mean like 
even if it had nothing to do with Captain America, which it barely does. But I mean, like, even, you know, just just this aesthetic and stuff is is fascinating to me. Like, this could just be a dumb episode of the A-Team, take out Captain America, and I'd be fine with it. <laughs> you know? The hang glider music was very A-Team-y. Yeah, Like, I just really kept was. waiting for that van to fly into the screen. <laughs> so it was Mike Post. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I I don't have any. Like, I think the first one is more fun than this one, mm-hmm. despite this one now adding Christopher Lee, which is a, a better bonus. It's just they never really they, they really never let him get like full on villainy. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like he, he gets one little mini speech. Yeah. Kind but of it, thing. it's just like you, you didn't realize what you had with Christopher Lee. Yeah. You didn't let him do anything. But so. yeah, I mean, I don't you know, it's not a strong recommendation. I just like, yeah, I would say like eh, it's it's worth watching if, you know, as a curiosity. Well, I, I agree with you on the one jocks. It's fine. I mean, you know, it, it's I, I kind of vaguely remember the first one being a little better, mainly because like the first time he drives that motorcycle out of the van, it's you're like, oh, my fun. God, fuck. Yes. And then in this one, he does it three times. You're like, OK, we've seen that. Um, he does launch a hang glider out of it, which is new. Mm-hmm. But then that goes on for 20 minutes, as we established. Yeah. A little too long. Um, yeah. I just I, I think it's it's a it's a terrible waste of Christopher Lee. It just. He doesn't do anything really cool to justify him being in this. It's just that that part could have been played by anybody. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But for what it is, it's fine. One jocks. Yeah, I don't know where I am like one jocks or one bags on this. I'm kind of kind of at that point where I'd like to give it a zero. Mm-hmm. But I think because you can get the DVD for like three dollars, you might as well watch the second one. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll give it a jocks with like an asterisk that it, were I able to score it lower, but also not that quite that low. I'd rather just go super neutral on this one. It's, it's really weird. Um, but I think they could, I mean, you could cut out five minutes of driving scene, five minutes of hang glider. You could cut a lot of five minutes out of this movie and make it like a strong 60 minute. I don't know how long it was, but you could make it a, you know, a strong, short sort of thing um, made for TV movie kind of length and it would be fine. It would be worthy of a of an honest jocks or maybe two um, but it just drags a bit so I mean if you're putting that Captain America 1 DVD in if you got the time I guess might as well watch this so one jocks it's not going to hurt you. It's it's kitschy and amusing. <laughs> that's that's going to go on the box. It's, it's not, not going to hurt, hurt you. It won't hurt you. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's take a break, shall we? Cast. Season yeah. two, episode one, half two. Yeah, that's that's confusing. Uh-huh. Um, I, I got a couple newish movies. Actually, they're both 2017 movies now I think about it to talk about. Welcome to 2017. Yeah. All right. Um fuck. Okay, I'll tell <laughs> I, I don't like to st- I don't like to end negatively, so I will start with the first one. Okay. It, 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 negative is the wrong word, but I, I watched uh, 2017's The House. The Will Ferrell, Amy, oh Poehler, right, Amy yeah. oh, thing that just kind the of casino one, just kind of 
trickled out into yes. existence. They're white people, and they open a casino in their basement. Kind of. Okay. Um. <laughs> yes. They open a basement in their casino. Like. Uh, okay. All right. So, so I mean, there's there's comedies are weird these days. <laughs> like, I, I just mean like in general, like. There are a whole bunch of comedies that come out and you watch them and you're like, while you're watching them, you're like, Haha, or that seems really funny. And then it, it it just disappears from your brain like seconds later. Like I, I in the last like three years, I don't know what is going on. They're just pumping out. And it's like so many of these also have the same people in them. Mm-hmm. Like there is just like a farm of people that like Gary Sanchez or whatever. These people know each other and it's like they just all show up for the same parties every single time. Um, and this is not to say like this one's any better or worse or anything than any of those. It's just like when it's all over, it's like, all right. Um, yeah, like it's, I mean, I would still say it's worth your time if you like the sort of raunchy comedies. I mean, not raunchy, raunchy, like just like, you know, we're going to say fuck a whole lot and stuff like that, you know, like, yeah, like I, it's weird because I mean, you know it's hard to review comedy, but it's just like there, there, there is at least one or two scenes that I thought were legitimately funny, like mm-hmm. and and a couple of jokes that were pretty damn funny. Um, it's just like so it's like get hard. Yeah, yeah, like like get yeah, pretty much like on the, almost the exact same level. It's like, like two really solid, just oh man, that scene. Yeah, and then the rest is, of it's like, I mean, it's it's funny because like, um, Amy Poehler's like flirted around with this kind of raunchy ass comedy, but I mean, there's still something sort of immensely satisfying about seeing, you know, goody, goody, Leslie, Nope, just saying motherfucker, you know, (laughs) it's just like, there's still something kind of funny just because she kind of has that Mm -hmm. slightly more wholesome Mm -hmm. thing going on for the most part. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's all right. Um, (laughs) I think so much of that stems from like, movies not really comedies not really being written anymore just yeah. outlined and then improvised well i it's mean like yeah. funny people will come in and make up the jokes yeah like we here's our basic plot like you know we're trying to send our here's the plot of the movie essentially is like we're trying to send our daughter to the college to college our you know super creepy like township thing has a scholarship program which she was pretty much like a shoe in for getting and then they're like yeah we're gonna put in this mega pool and everything so we don't have any money for the scholarship so sorry and so, like, they never actually looked banked on having the money for college or anything anyway. So they cook up this scheme to, like, open a casino because they have this mm-hmm. other friend. Um, what's his face? Uh, uh-huh. Man- Mansukas? How are you? Jason Mansukas? Jason Mansukas. Yeah. yeah. Like, he he's, like, a gambling addict guy. And he's like, man, like, if only we were a casino, they just, they, the house wins all the time. And they're like, Bruh! that's half the movie title. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Wait, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. So like, you know, they start a casino and whatnot, and, but for good purposes, like to send their daughter to college and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, See, I, I think that it's weird because you look at the Adam McKay, Will Ferrell movies mm-hmm. and you're like, those aren't big ideas. Those are simple ideas just crammed with jokes. Mm-hmm. All the rest of Will Ferrell movies are like this really big, dumb idea that's like that idea is dumb, and then it's got an uphill battle because you're like, this. The premise of this movie is dumb. Like this does, you know. Actually, it's funny because I, I, I was actually the way the movie plays out. Maybe I'm not explaining cor- correctly. I was thinking the base plot is stronger than the comedy sometimes. Okay. Because like the motivations of of everybody involved. Because there's also like, 
a Weasley uh, city councilman type thing who's like. Sure. Yeah, there, there's additional like stuff that happens. And, okay. You know, vendettas and things going on. But <laughs> like, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's deep. It's just like, it's, it felt like overwritten for the type of, mm-hmm. you know, sh- shit dick titty motherfucker thing it was kind of like jokes that were going on <laughs> you know i'm saying like I, it's yeah. just you know like these these things where it's like we're supposed to be irresponsible adults and you know let's drink and have the party montage and say fuck a lot okay uh, whatever i, I want to stop talking about this okay cool um <laughs> it's all right you're allowed to stop talking yeah. about it um the other movie i want to talk about is um it's a weird thing because like when i started up i was like am i seeing this right I, I i'll tell you what i watched i watched the hitman's bodyguard the ryan reynolds mm-hmm. sam jackson thing mm-hmm. yeah you watched what the hitman's bodyguard that was oh out i thought you week. said the hitman's mario kart and yeah. i was confused as shit <laughs> Man. that's two video games <laughs> hitman's <laughs> bodyguard okay watch out for the blue show it's produced and created by netflix and got a theatrical release and huh. isn't on netflix <laughs> Weird. Interesting. Like, and it's like they're going the traditional like release way with a Netflix thing, and I'm kind of like, but maybe when I, it our money, <laughs> like, let's like well, we're paying you to make these things. Like I, I don't know. It's it's just it's well, a strange they, thing. They, to be fair, they did just borrow a shitload of money to make stuff. I, I so know. Just like it's like it's it not had, just our money. It Trust me, little, they're making a bunch of stuff just for Netflix. You know what I mean? It's just, no, it, I do. It's, it's a little strange because, like, you know, it had sort of like an uphill battle because I was like, but, I, huh, like, if uh, you know, it just feels like you're double charging me for a thing that you made that's supposed to be part of the things you make. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I didn't know this going in. I just watched it. Um, however, I will say I, I think this is actually a fantastic little movie. Hmm. Um, like, it's there's so much going on in it that is so much better than it has any right to be for what it is okay um it's a mismatched buddy comedy kind of thing but with like some actually like really well thought out action and and um scene construction and things like that like you know things we were complaining about in captain america just like there's like really good action geography and coordination and things like that Mm -hmm. for this being what ultimately is like a netflix thing like there's still a couple shots where it's like oh yeah there's that netflix green screen look but Mm -hmm. like you know it's really well made. Um, it's pretty funny. And like, it actually works pretty well as like a spy intrigue. You don't really know everything that's involved by the time it's all over. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite bits about it, like I, Selma Hayek is in it who, and she, um, go on. Yes. Yeah. She, she plays uh, Samuel Jackson's wife, girlfriend. I don't know if they ever actually is, officially established what their relationship is other, That's than, fine. other than fucked up okay um, okay but like she mostly has scenes not in, with anybody else because she's like in prison most of the time mm-hmm. and she is just unhinged like angry like it's kind okay. of awesome <laughs> all and, right and gary oldman is in it as well what playing the bad guy and he gets to fucking Gary Oldman villain the shit out of it and okay. I was like I mean thank you thank you for I, finally honestly, going back to old school Gary Oldman like, I don't think he was in any of the commercials I, I had no idea until you said that that he was yeah. in this movie yeah like I mean when he shows up and like at first he's a little bit subdued and he's like just doing accents kind of like sort of Russian at first and then it just morphs into like some Peter Storm era like I don't know where you're from kind of thing All right, but he just starts getting angrier and speechifying and Gary Oldman villaining. And I'm like, mm. okay, I, 
Yeah, it, it's not an awesome movie. It's just got it, there's a whole lot of good in it, and it's like I said, it, it was an uphill battle, but it ultimately won because like I was like. All, at first, I was like Netflix. Why am I not seeing this on my Netflix? And all that, but I was like, you know what? Fine, I, I've got this. It's paid for. I'm going to watch this. You know, like it. It looked like it had a lot of production companies. Mm-hmm. So maybe Netflix was one of the partial funders, and then they were like, "This will stream exclusively on Netflix." I, I'm almost wondering if it was more put out as content because you know Netflix is big in other countries yeah. too, and I'm thinking like maybe it was a showpiece for somewhere else. It might've been like one of the things that said Netflix and then j- had Japan in, in parentheses, maybe it premiered. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Japanese it's like, Netflix they're or like, something like that. You know, we'll give them a big thing, you know, like we'll delay stranger things there or whatever. And they get a big thing and then we yeah. get this delayed. I, you know, who knows what kind of weird thing, but yeah. I, ultimately it's good. And I'm, I'm sure eventually it comes to Netflix and, and resides there for a very long time. But I'd say it's kind of worth seeking out possibly earlier because I thought it was surprisingly damn good. I, I want to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. that sounds interesting. Somebody else got a movie? Yeah, I have a movie. Uh, 2015's uh, Kung Fu Jungle or Kung Fu Killer, depending on which locale you're watching it. It's a Donnie Yen Kung oh. Fu movie, just okay. a fairly simple one. I don't know. I've just been craving a, a kung fu movie lately, and I was finishing up some cleaning at the house, and I was like, I'm going to relax before I go to bed with a movie about people <laughs> getting their faces kicked in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Donnie Yen stuff, so it it came up. Uh, I think it was it might have been on my Netflix queue, which is weird. Um, like <laughs> Wait, my, they still have those? Yeah, the, yeah, you still have an instant It's queue. called My List now. My List, oh. yeah. My List. Um, my List. <laughs> So, I went ahead and ticked it off my list. Mm-hmm. And, um, Ticking intensifies. Yes. <laughs> Ticking the face. Um, I would say skip it. Oh. If you're, you know, if you're a huge completionist fan of Donnie Yen, then sure, I guess you're going to watch it anyway. But um, a little bit lackluster in story. It looks nice because it's hard to make a movie that looks bad these days. Um but it looks nice. The acting is a little bit weird. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, I dubbed or subbed. Uh, I watched it subbed because okay. I'm not a monster. All right then. Um, <laughs> but no, most pretty much any foreign language movie. If if I'm watching it myself, I'm going to watch it subbed because I can read. Um, <laughs> okay. Although I will say there is a weird thing that happens with the subtitles, and that is sometimes in this particular movie they kind of go by fast which i have never really experienced in another subtitled movie um and i think we had a problem like that on netflix I, once yeah where i was gonna say i mean they would hitch and then they would have to catch up and yeah, yeah i think that yeah. came up once it wasn't there weren't any like hitches it just seemed like whenever somebody was saying more than two sentences like it would go through three pages or you know, three pages of, of uh, subtitles and the second one would go by really fast gotcha. for some reason. Okay. It was weird. Um, but the fights are just okay. Um, the plot feels like it skips forward somewhere around the, you know, end of the second act. It feels like they just kind of like, all right, well, we're, we were going to do all the rest of this, but we're just going to skip, skip to the end. And they just skip to the end and have the kind of, big final fight and uh and i don't know it's just okay i was i was 
I think it's the first time I've been disappointed by a Donnie Yen film. And I maybe I just had maybe my expectations were cranked up because I was excited for a for a kung fu movie, but it's just okay. It's just okay. Donnie Yen still like that guy can still go mm-hmm. for sure, but it was just kind of a lackluster movie. So I would say skip it. That's all. Fair enough. That's a shame. Wanna, yeah, kind of a bummer. But there are like a hundred other Donnie Yen movies in the last three years. Yeah, he, so that guy works. <laughs> what do we got now? So speaking of things you shouldn't skip, yeah. Uh, the season finale of Nathan for you uh, mm-hmm. was called Finding Francis, which Nathan for you is the show where uh, this guy who's very socially awkward um, helps small businesses market themselves because he has a business degree from a Canadian school and he did average. So he's like, <laughs> OK, it's it's very much it's it's on Comedy Central. So it's very much a cringe comedy type thing. Mm-hmm. And there's always this question of how much of it's real and how much isn't. Uh, but at one point in one of the earlier seasons, he had this guy that was a Bill Gates impersonator that helped open a computer store for a local person. And um, they, when they did the commentary track uh, for the DVD, this guy kept talking about like, oh, this girl he should have married. And this guy's like, you know, in his mid seventies, mm-hmm. he's like, oh yeah, there's this one, one girl I should have married and I never did. And like, he wouldn't stop talking about it. And apparently this guy would show up at their office throughout seasons and just like show up and hang out in the office oh good the bill gates impersonator would yeah. just show up yeah he'd just show okay. up and eventually they decide they're gonna find this francis that he keeps talking about so that he can reunite the two of them and it goes places <laughs> <laughs> i mean it normally shows only half an hour yeah and they extended it to two hours like if it's like a full basically feature-length documentary about what happens with this guy and it it becomes this thing that's not only just like attempting to find out how to find her like how to track her down because all they have basically is her first name because they know that she had gotten married at some point so her name would be changed and so they go to his hometown to find all this information about her and just like the thing about about nathan for you is that they do really weird like he just he comes like because of the purpose of the show, he pushes things in really weird places. Mm-hmm. So like they, they decide they're going to have a 57th year reunion to see <laughs> if they can entice her to come <laughs> to the thing. Okay. So sure. they just, so they stage this and then they, you know, they just, they do dumb stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the show has always had these sort of like really dumb, stupid promotional things. Like, like they got known for the dumb Starbucks I think it was in season two mm-hmm. was basically, and they got around copyright law for Starbucks by saying it was an art installation, but it was basically, they built their own Starbucks with all like Starbucks branding and everything, except they wrote dumb in front of everything that said Starbucks. Okay. So that was, that was like the episode that I first saw him. on. Okay. But, but anyway, so they, they, he comes up with really dumb ideas, but eventually <laughs> there's a point where he realizes that like maybe reuniting this guy with her isn't a good idea. Cause you know, what if she's still married? Like, you know, just there, there, and, and you learn more about this guy, Bill, that, you know, maybe, maybe he's not telling the entire truth about how the relationship ended. Uh huh. And yeah, it's just, it became one of like, one of the most compelling things I've watched in a very, very long time because it's the stakes are basically like, okay, this guy, 78 years old, he never got married, he never had kids. He regrets this relationship he had 60 years ago. 
and it becomes about like how high the stakes are for him and also Nathan realizing a lot of himself in this guy as well mm-hmm. you know because this guy focused on his career his whole life and never you know made connections with people and it kind of becomes this meta commentary on on Nathan himself the guy who makes the show because he's very much a part of it he's always like he's a very much a character he's not like a behind the scenes director type dude right he's like front and center through all of it but it is very it, it is well worth seeing uh if you go on the comedy central app i don't know if it's still free or not with a but if you have a cable subscription you can at least pull it up there and you'll have ads on it but yeah it is just it is the way that thing ends is just amazing like okay. the last 20 minutes of that is just there's an intensity that happens and there's also a lot of like it's just it becomes a story about regret and you know the rose colored glasses that we wear when we when we really get fed up in nostalgia mm-hmm. you know and just all that sort of stuff it is really really great and it was a uh, yeah but it was Nathan for you the episode's called Finding Francis Okay. And yeah, it's about an hour and a half long, but it is well, well, well worth it. And it helps if you've seen other episodes of the show, because it's very much, it's not a typical episode of that show. And they're saying it might be the series finale. They're not sure. Cause there was uh, something that was mentioned. That's he, when he does voiceovers, he narrates the show mm-hmm. and uh, the closed captions were different for one of the things where he basically says, you know, is this old guy just looking for some kind of weird adventure or, you know, you know, and am I just a TV guy who's done four seasons of a show and is just kind of sick of doing it is what it said in the, in the closed captions. But what he's saying in the voiceover was very different. So Hmm. it's kind of been left, but it's one of those things where like, you just don't know how much of it is what's genuinely playing out and how much of it is kind of staged reality stuff where, you know, he's pushing in a certain direction, but there's definitely stuff in there that you can tell, like you can't fake that. (laughs) Like, Like just the way these people are acting is you just can't, you can't have actors doing this stuff. It's, you know, that that part, those parts are real. So it's very, it's just, it's super compelling. It's really well worth watching. Hmm. So find it on comedy central cc.com. Cool. Uh, That's an easy website. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How'd they get that? I don't know. (laughs) Just like AMC is AMC TV is no longer. It's just amc.com. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. They finally bought it. All right. Who knew? They need amc.tv. I would have thought the theater chain would have a that before. Oh, they're amctheaters.com. Yep. Well, I was saying, they were around before AMC the channel. Anyway. Yeah. Weird. But anyway, it's it's definitely worth watching. Something else worth watching. Mm -hmm. Uh, Watch Baby Driver with my wife (laughs) because I I had to show it to her. Okay. And she loved it. So we're still married. That's good news. That was good. Divorce averted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, it's always hard when it's like a movie that I really love mm-hmm. be, uh, that really clicks with me because I'm always going to be like, Wait. am I going to love this more than my wife after she sees it? <laughs> well, and it's also like, is she just going to fall asleep or, or you know, or yeah. just like, because like Big Lebowski, she was asleep in like 20 minutes and I'm like, fuck you. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? That always happens when it's like fuck you something you really like. I, I was angry. I was, I was legitimately angry that I mean, night. I've been I was there. Like, I was like, I was like, are you asleep? She's like, oh, no, I, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm like, fuck you. Wake Never up. Never mind. Yeah, That's right off. I'm like, it's goddamn eight o'clock. Wake the fuck up. 
here, do this cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Taking some no-nos when we're watching Big Lebowski. But no, but but she absolutely loved it. So crisis averted there. Thank goodness. It's yeah. always like it's always tough when it's somebody like somebody you care about or like or whatever, or a good friend and some piece of you know, some piece of art slash media that you really like. And you're like, I'm gonna show this to you. It's gonna be good. You're gonna love it. And then that split second in between, you know, they've finished watching it or listening to it and and when they tell you their opinion it just that split second lasts for like hours weeks and then when they don't like it mm-hmm. it just crushes you yeah and then you cut them out of your life because they're a garbage person yep <laughs> generally speaking hmm. unless yeah. to your wife i guess eh. yeah eh. i guess so yeah I, I i did a little rewatching of baby driver sort of um I, I watched it twice with the two commentary tracks that are on mm-hmm. there. Nice. Um, yeah, they're 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 very. It's it's weird. Edgar Wright is in both of them. One of them is him solo, and one of them is him with um, oh, Bill Pope. Bill Pope. Yeah, I was like I was like Pope. What's his first name? Um, Pope Bill. Yeah, Pope Bill. <laughs> uh, the, the the director of photography on it, and um, it, it's strange that you know he's part of both commentaries but they have a very different feel to them um i don't love either commentary track because i feel like there was still things i wanted to know that they didn't really discuss and i would definitely recommend the one where he's uh where he's got bill pope with him um just because i think more information is imparted based on the conversational nature and somebody going like, Oh, remember this? And then, you know, Oh, I remember, but no, like, you know, <laughs> some like sparking conversation that weren't, that wasn't coming up on his own. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I forgot about this. Let me tell you this well, little story and whatnot. As someone who did a solo podcast for a while um, and wants to get back to it, but we'll see. Um, it's, it's really tough to maintain a conversation with yourself unless you have copious notes with a ton of a constant information. And for a two-hour movie, that's got to be really, really hard. Yeah. Well, and the thing, too, recently anyway, is that with the recent movie commentary tracks, they will record it before the movie comes out, like yeah. as soon as the production is done. So that there's no there's nothing to say about how people reacted to it, how time has mm-hmm. made you reflect oh, that's, on it. That's not the case in this. They were no? talking about test screenings and blah, oh, okay. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I just know there, every time I've listened to a, a modern movies commentary track, it's always just like, yeah, we just wrapped up the editing and, you know, I'm really kind of watching this for the second or third time in this form. And you're like, I, you kind of need, you know, that three, they should record it the three months, you know, from the time it came out in theaters to when they release it on video, because it gives you some perspective mm-hmm. and you can react to, uh, you know how the world yeah. reacted to it because I I like remember the commentary track on Little Nicky, where they just they had no frame of reference to how I mean they knew that people were gonna be pissed off about the voice because the studio guys were like mm-hmm. is he gonna do that voice the whole time but like no one <laughs> they were just like and yeah here's another hundred million dollar hit for Adam Sandler we're making is like no it's not yeah <laughs> so yeah I mean it's weird I. I... I, I don't I'm not a big like listen to the commentaries kind of person. It's just something when it's something that I just need to know more about. Like I I, I need to know everything about involved in making that movie kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like I, I wanna yeah. know how all of this came together, like how they how they made it happen. 
Um, but it's it's strange. I mean, because I feel like Edgar Wright's commentary track by himself, he gets a little too wandery about talking about something that's not really related to the scene that's playing out. And I feel like the other one almost gets a little too inside baseball where it's like, all right, now you're kind of breaking the illusion a little bit by telling me every little trick you did to pull off the shot. Like it, it's, it's strange because like, I know you're, 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 you're wanting to see how the sausage is made by listening mm-hmm. to a commentary track. But I feel like that one is just like, Oh, I kind of, I kind of wish you hadn't like ruined that. I didn't realize that's where you did a split and this isn't like the same shot or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Yeah. It's like, I yeah. believe it's Spielberg that will never do a commentary for that specific reason. Yeah. Or at least he said that. I don't know if he ever has since then, but I'm not sure that he did. I, yeah, I believe that it was him that said basically like, I don't want to break, you know, I don't want to peel back that curtain too far. Yeah. It, by doing this. Like I said, I, I was, I, 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 it's just weird. It's, I feel like we, we've, we've gone to a strange point in time where we, we've lost something that happened in the, you know, kind of naturally in the original version of like IMDb trivia where, you know, that's a fucking garbage pile now of this person was in this thing with this person. And if you, you know, these people all played superheroes and then fuck off, you yeah. know, like, 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 yeah, it, like that, the ones that have filled out the trivia before the movie has even come out. Right. Yeah. 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 Like these people have all played Superman in different incarnations. And you know. um, but like just dumb shit like that. Like, I mean, there, there, there was like a fine line of like, I, I want to know the funky trick like the big like the biggest thing kind of sort of barely got addressed in the in the the two-person commentary um there is the shot i'm not going to explain the scene because if you haven't seen the movie there is a shot where car pulls up alongside another one throws a grenade in and it like perfectly goes into the cup holder mm-hmm. and i was like how many fucking takes of that take to to make right and is it 100 percent real like i was just like i need to know this mm-hmm. like i, I want to know if like somebody like they were just like nope do it again like <laughs> just, mm-hmm. And um, and they they did finally admit that like actually Jamie Foxx was the one who w- wanted to do it the most takes like he was like oh, I can do this <laughs> <laughs> like and um but eventually they ultimately did kind of cheat like it's a, it's a composite shot of like the shot and then just like it dropping in so like mm-hmm. there's a very brief splice of like where they just faked it into the cup holder so fine yeah Here I figured they used magnets no it's. Just like a you know a shot basically dropping it straight into the cup holder versus the mm. tossing it from one car to the other, but oh yeah. well. But the full Jamie Fox even he's like, wait, did I? I don't remember doing it. Did I do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, no, we we just kind of faked it. So it even fooled him. But yeah, I mean, there's there's obvious there's mildly problematic commentary on that movie. Uh, a lot of praising for one actor in particular. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Just know that going in that this was prior prior to that knowledge. I guess. Uh-huh. Um, anywho, but like. Yeah, it, it's for a movie like this that I really love. I'm I'm happy that I listened to both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, if you're not quite to the level of obsession that I am, if you're going to listen to one, listen to the the two person one. You're yeah. just you're going to get more information. But I don't know. It was fun, and I'm, I don't regret my time. Nice thing about commentary tracks with something that you've seen as many times as I've had in a short period of time is I kind of mostly listen to these at work. Like I put it on a second screen and like. Occasionally glance at the movie, but I was mostly just listening to them talk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I noticed on iTunes it streams commentary. Yep, yep. And if you if your work has a certain firewall put up, you can't do that. Oh, <laughs> I learned that the hard way because I was like, <laughs> why the fuck won't any of these play? And then I loaded it on my phone, and then I saw like it ones that were actually so how do you, saved. 
how are you so how do you get how do you have the movie but not be able to stream the commentary i'm confused um on my phone it, well because i i've been able to download it in the past i have the oh. file so i don't know but yeah for some reason the streaming never works on my itunes but i i had like guardians of the galaxy 2 i had mm-hmm. saved on my phone for when i was on the plane a month ago and I noticed when I played the commentary on that, I could see the uh, the loading, you know, the accessing data thing spinning. So mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, that's they're streaming it for some reason." Yeah, which seems weird for a mono file, you know. I granted a two hour MP3 mono file is it's not huge, but it I don't know, I don't understand why they do it that way. But I guess they just figure that nobody's um <laughs> nobody's listening to these damn things. Yeah, nah, who knows? Yeah, maybe it's easier to to not bake the commentary track into the mp4 or whatever it yeah. is maybe uh, m3c4xh1132 mm-hmm. <laughs> m4a sure m4p yeah. actually oh it's an itunes file it's protected anyway well their audio usually usually isn't no yeah but i like commentary tracks I, I just I, I I miss them. Like it, yeah. it's rare that I get a you know because I still buy physical media for some stuff these days, and it's rare when you're suddenly like, hey, wait, wait a minute, this has a this has a commentary track. What the hell? Mm-hmm. It seemed like everything had a commentary track for a while, and oh yeah, from like '98 through 2002, I'd say it oh, didn't it was, matter what your movie was. Yeah, it was. It was like it was standard procedure. Yeah, it was part of your contract. It was like all right, yeah, you record a commentary track for this. Yep, this is how we're going to beat VHS. Hey, it worked for me, man. Yeah, it I, I, I had, bought so much shit I had based on what was DVDs. on the back of the box. Yeah. If there was something that said special edition yep. on the top, I was yep. like, ooh, yep. look at that. I'd pay $19 for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but now nobody cares. So That's true. Literally Apparently, nobody cares. We want, we want all the Ds possible, mm-hmm. but we don't care about extras. Extra D's, yes. Correct. Yeah. I, I just, I wonder if it'll come back around, you know. Probably will, once the resolution stuff bottoms out. The resolution Once wars. we stick to something for longer than 18 goddamn months. Yeah. It'll be nice. So anyway, mm-hmm. you guys want an email? Yeah, I want an email. I also want an email. Uh, we got one a little bit late. But it pertains to uh, last week's episode. Oh, so this oh, one's okay. from Greencapped. Oh, eh, your friend of mine. What? Greencapped. Huh? It's been a while. Drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's titled "Salutations, Banff Men." Greencapped here. You know the dude who I think took his internet name from that drinking game you used to do on your show a few years back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever happened to that thing? You just did it. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, I just wanted to take a quick moment and congratulate you all on the anniversary milestone of podcasting that you're about to reach. Congratulations on episode 200. Your well-oiled chemistry on the show reminds me of Freud's structural model of the human psyche. BJ is the id, Mackie is the ego, Harlow is the super ego, and Chuck is uh, the Chuck. Mm-hmm. I hope. Uh, where was I? Sorry, I had to take a break from writing this email and lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. Congrats on episode... Wait, What? <laughs> oh, oh damn how long did it take me to get back to this uh okay congrats on episode 250 as always Banffcast remains a beacon of fun and otherwise sorry back again never seems <laughs> i can be very timely in phishing emails these days have you seen that teaser trailer for furious 7 yet man it looks shit back again all i wanted to do was wish you the best on your god damn it 300th episode why am i even bothering to try this here goes nothing 
That thing that you were saying about The Force Awakens coming out next month got me <laughs> reflecting on, son of a bitch, this email. Why is it even still in my drafts folder? I should have deleted it years ago. Oh, look, you reached episode 350. Well, big whoop de damn do. Are you having a party? Fuck, we should all have a party after that fucking election last week. Chris on a cracker. How can you even talk about anything but this shit year? I... Mother goddamn fucker, why can't I finish anything these days? Oh, right, probably having kids or work or some real-life bullshit like that. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck. Happy fucking 400th episode, you guys. And for that fucking matter, happy 450th, 500th, and 1500th, because I know I'll never get around to sending this. Green capped out. Sent from my Nokia 6100, sent from my Motorola Q, sent from my iPhone 3G, sent from my iPhone 4S, sent from my iPhone 6S. I, I assume he just listed every cell phone he's ever had. Yeah. Well, it's probably each draft of uh, oh, what he was writing oh, gotcha. over the years. Yeah, okay, yeah. That, makes, that makes sense, too. Fucking hell, man. Well, well done, sir. Thanks. Well, now we know why we haven't heard from him in right. three years. Ah. Oh. Wow. Green Captain, a man who's actually been on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. One of less a than a dozen ago. people who have been on this show. I know. Mm-hmm. So it's a rare occurrence. Because mm-hmm. email sort of might, makes me think of, you know, the one in a hundred funny XKCD comics from a couple of, it's like the least wanted email feature, which was like how long it took you editing or, or writing. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like 45 minutes spent editing for great. Sounds good. I'll see you then. (laughs) (laughs) And we Uh, haven't had, man, we haven't had a guest on the show in a long time. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think Walt was the last one. Yeah. I think Walt killed it. (laughs) (laughs) Walt came in here with a plan. (laughs) He slayed it. Yeah. 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 I don't think <laughs> I don't think Greencapped has been on no. a YouTube show. No, no, no he's only been on, no, he's no. on the Super Soldier special. You were you you were YouTubing when I was gone when he, when he was here. You didn't ever switch to the four camera setup, but you have stuck on that one. Really? Yeah, I watched no, the live stream. Not Greencapped. No, not Greencapped. Oh. I thought we were talking about Walt. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. Oh, okay, my bad. No, Greencapped was long before we started streaming at all. Yeah, yeah. I think he, was he on No Quarters as well? I don't Maybe. know. Yeah, we don't remember anymore. We don't really like anybody. <laughs> yeah, but each other I t- anymore. iTunes doesn't even have all those anymore. So, oh well, you can go on the website to get them if you really want to hear about eight-year-old video games. Hell yeah, I do. I do. Do you not? <laughs> if you don't want to hear about eight-year-old video games, what website should you go to? BMFcast.com. <laughs> Chuck was very excited you got that right. That even picked up your watch rattling. <laughs> is that is that where we go? Yeah, Chuck like just geeked out about that. He's like, he got it right. He said the thing. <laughs> yeah, man, I did it so good last week that I just it's your spin. Yeah. Just try. The website is bmfcast.com <laughs> The phone number is 9105-JOCKS-BMF. The email address is bmf at bmfcast.com. This week's shitty outro is brought to you by Chuck not sending me the clip of the outro from last week that was so good that I wanted to emulate for the rest of oh, our lives. I tried to hype you up so much and you blew it. You know, when you blew it is when you blew my hype up by not sending me the clip. How that is dare all. you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> well, no. How dare you? <laughs> yes. 
not to donate to our Patreon. Take off your little dainty gloves <laughs> and slap each other about the face. <laughs> I demand I satisfaction. <laughs> in 400 episodes, you wanted me to standardize it. I asked you to help me standardize it, and you failed me for the last time, Chuck. Fine. You're right. Well, I mean, to be fair, though. Because you're, you're not going to fail me. To be me fair, again. the episode is on the internet at this point. <laughs> it is. You, you know, could, I mean, you, I don't. I don't just, know if you're aware of this. If you go to somewhere like BMFcast.com. <laughs> you don't even know what it is. <laughs> Fuck off. No, there was a pause there for emphasis. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, sure. I believe you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of these random people have listened to the episode. and Maybe they have. And you, you don't know. And you could, too. I don't listen to the fucking podcast, man. It's, it's at the end. You just go scrubby scrub and you're right there. I don't scrubble, you scrubble man. it. I don't man. scrubble. You gotta, I don't scrubble. Yeah, you got you to scrubble. My mom raised me to not scrubble. You got to scrubble before you squirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Zoom life, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here. Scrub for no man. <laughs> yes, please. Let's go. But he threw me off. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banff Guest Out. Oh, 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 oh,